0: So, uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, Of course. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, So I want to remind everybody, all of our listeners and watchers, uh, we're here to talk about making business better. And uh, I really believe that business can be better and it should be. So I like to bring people like Lane onto the podcast to help you increase your profit, your freedom, and your joy from your business. Because I feel like running a business should be joyful, even... Uh, during hard times, you know, we should be able to find find joy from our businesses, and certainly profit and and uh, good feelings. So, one of the things that people struggle with is uh, marketing a lot, especially with online marketing, because it requires skill. And uh, so, people wonder: should they do it in house themselves? Should they have like a receptionist or an admin assistant do it, um, or should they outsource to an agency? Uh, what was the other option we talked about?
1: Talked about, yeah, DIY versus in-house team people or out-of-house vendors, agencies, contractors, whatever, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so this is really important because obviously in a lot of cases, people are trying to sell more online nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Like today, it's really relevant today. It's always relevant. Um, I mean, from the beginning of business, I'm sure they've had this this, uh, problem. But for me, I've always flip-flopped back and forth outsource marketing then I bring it back in-house and get my in-house person trained and then I outsource it again and then I decide that I found the training that really helped my person or I try to get you to train my person or uh, the social media examiner has like a society that we paid for for the year and I was convinced because it was like it was written to me it was like Always be in the know, like know all the new online marketing things, like be the expert in the room. I'm like, perfect. And then it's like
1: copywriting. They got
0: perfect copywriting. And none of us have watched any of it. And it's like, (laughs) it's not on the calendar. So it's not happening. So we're still, uh, if we don't know something like what just happened there with Facebook going live, like still googling stuff. So uh, it would be really nice to have it outsourced, but then there's people who don't maybe have a budget for that. So I'm, I'm really eager to hear what you what you think about all the different options here. So, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, mostly because I did not <laughs> understand your description.
1: Can you read it for everyone?
0: Do I have to? I knew you were going to make me do this. It clearly says there. A guest introduces himself on the podcast. into oh. there. Did you oh. notice when I changed that?
1: Did you change it? You're supposed to introduce. Because
0: me. as I read it to Mindy, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Fine, I'll, I'll read I- it. No, I'm confident.
1: Kelly Ray told me to write a put in a blur about who I am. So I said Lane is a marketer, entrepreneur, dad, husband, and former youngest person in the world. For I looked this up for about one quarter of a second. Because there's a baby, like four babies born a second. So everyone was the former youngest person in the world for one quarter of a second. I think that's right.
0: Thanks for lightening lightening it up. It's awesome. Okay, cool. Let's get into this. So,
1: like, like, are we still allowed to drink on this podcast?
0: You know, I was actually craving alcohol before I got on here. I'm like, why do I need a drink? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, because Lane and I always used to drink on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, is that a beer? Yeah. We have your favorite scotch downstairs here because my partner likes it. But unfortunately, that stuff makes me want to puke when I smell it. So (laughs) I won't be having a drink. But... Cheers, but, Lane. It's good to have you back. I'm gonna okay, be just Okay, Let's make this, this the
1: most fun podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, people need fun. Thank you. Okay. So um tell me why this is important right now to you.
1: Oh, right now, especially. Well, to me, I don't I didn't come on here because I want to pitch our business. I don't want it to come across as like uh this is why you should hire us or Everyone why, who listens why, to why me knows I would
0: never do that.
1: Yeah. So they this all is all not know. about why we should hire Lennon Road or what we do that's unique at all. um, But it does come from my experience. Why it's important right now is because when budgets are tight, and uh, when you're making cuts, or you're being you're auditing, or you're you're looking through your budgets and making sure that every dollar is being spent wisely. That's more and more, more important means that you've you've got to have someone helping you decide how to spend that money on marketing especially. So uh, actually just on LinkedIn, someone was sharing today, you know, over the last past couple of years, people are really pushing towards the branding, which is exciting for me. People want to build brands and that's where they're focusing their marketing. And if you kind of do these big studies where they'll pull, you know, a thousand companies and say, where do you plan to uh, allocate your marketing budget next year? And people are really like, yep, I'm gonna do this much. I'm gonna spend more on branding, less on this, you know, all those kind of metrics. Uh, I just saw one today that's saying for 2021, it's kind of less on most things and where it's more is performance. Like that's the most valuable thing is we need performance. It's not on building a big brand or fun relationship, which is what I love doing, but it's about performance. So that's why this is more important than ever is if you're scrutinizing your budget, you, you need to know what's happening with your marketing dollars and not winging it and that doesn't mean you have to go out to house that's not the pitch at all but it's it's making an intentional decision about how you're going about it
0: so you are going to be uh thorough and talk about all the options right
1: we will all of awesome. the options for different stages of business
0: yeah and i need to give you a compliment because um when i first met you and we first started doing the podcast i remember you being like oh i'm learning from you you're the business expert but I always told you, well, you built something pretty special here, you know. And then after you sold, and now that you're the CEO, um, I'm constantly impressed with your increasing business prowess. So,
1: well, nice. thanks. Yeah, That's what I'm, I'm less and less of a marketer, and more and more of just running a business. Which is yeah, it's, it's amazing. Good, but it's been a fun year. It's been a, I, yeah, I do feel like I've learned a lot over the last eight, yeah. ten months. So,
0: I feel like scaling up shows up a lot in your.
1: Oh, immensely. It's the Bible of our business. Scaling up is, yeah, it's enormous to us.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a tough feat for a business to fully take that on. So that's amazing. So good for you. Just wanted to give you that compliment. So um, I feel like excited to learn from you on this topic, because like I told you, I've struggled with this over the last six and a half years. So let's, let's talk about it.
1: Okay. So let's talk about the different types of business. So this, my idea of whether you, you do it yourself or you have an internal person or two or six, or you use an agency or vendor contractor, or whatever, it changes a lot based on I guess, partly who you are, but mostly like the stage of business you're in. And you you go from like startup micro business uh, to small business, small, medium business, and then to like the big brand enterprise. And we've worked with all levels from uh, the smallest of the micro business um, to the biggest, uh, not the biggest, <laughs> some pretty large enterprise brands, uh, global brands. And so we, we've kind of done the whole scale and learned a lot about how someone like us an agency fits into those different types of businesses. And then also where we don't fit into those businesses. So starting with the lowest, we got the micro businesses, which to me is kind of like the mom and pop shops. Um, you know, you've got up to maybe five to 10 employees as your max. And that's kind of that micro business to me. Um, and you're probably doing, you know, say, well, if you have five employees, you're probably already doing, 500,000 a year in revenue or something like that. So if you're under the million dollars, I would say you're basically a micro business. Um, And at that stage, the owner or the manager or whatever role that is, is usually the CMO. So every business has a CMO, every business has a CFO, everyone has a CEO, COO. Um, I know, like, uh, like, you've read, Uh, the e-myth and that's a big thing that that's all about is like you have all these roles in your business even if you're a one-person business so every business has a CMO um, chief marketing officer so someone's in charge of your marketing no matter what Um, so at the moment that's a hat that the business owner probably wears as a micro business and at that level
0: a lot of those people if they're older and they have young employees I find that they let those younger employees do it which I can find I find incredible incredibly ineffective sometimes because it's quite shocking to me like a lot of the younger people they have they have never learned to write professionally as in with proper grammar and punctuation and actual words rather than acronyms or you know and so if it's supposed to be like a high-end professional business and you've got a 17 year old kid running your social media and you're kind of like hands off that's one big problem I wanted to point out because a lot of business owners are like, well, I don't know that stuff. You're young, you handle it. So I, that is not something that should be happening in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So I agree that often there is the assistant, the receptionist, the, whoever's handy with media is doing the marketing, but I would still in most cases disagree that the owner is still the CMO, like, like the CMO is like the person who decides what should get done. So
0: I You're still so. saying like, hey, yeah. can
1: you be active on social media for us? So that's still a CMO role, even though they're like, hey, receptionist, can you do this for us? So in yeah, my mind, but- someone's in charge of the marketing. That's the CMO piece. And then there's someone else doing the marketing. Maybe it's the same person doing the marketing. But sometimes, yes, who's the person that could do some of this stuff for us? And but most actually
0: sorry if they're actually being a CMO they would be giving them like strategy and goal direction but what I'm saying yeah I'm seeing a lack of that I'm just seeing a sort of like oh well we have to do social media so this young kid can do it and like it's so detached from who the brand is who the owner is what the vision was so Mm -hmm. that's something you don't want to do if you're doing it in-house
1: yeah yeah and so sometimes there's a lack of a lot of direction Uh, that doesn't mean you don't that you're not the CMO or you don't have a CMO just means you're a really bad CMO. (laughs) You still have one, like it's someone's job to market this business. You might be really bad at it, uh, but you are still the CMO and you might be saying, hey, you seem to be good at Twitter. Can you do that for us? Or I know that you could put a website together on GoDaddy, can you do this? But you're still, the CMO is kind of the one saying, uh, hey, this is important Is there someone around here that knows how to do this? So at that micro business, often the owner is their own CMO. Um, You do as much as you possibly can yourself, or you have, you lean into extra skills that people on your team have. If you have someone who's a hobbyist photographer on the side, you know, you're probably asking them to take your photos for you. If you have someone who loves spending their time on Instagram on every break, you give them, then maybe you're asking them to do your social media, whatever it is, but. You're doing as much as you can yourself um, or your team. And that's honestly the way it should be. You are only hiring out the tasks you just absolutely can't do. So if you're like, hey, we need a website. And the alternative is we could hobble something together ourselves. And it looks really, really amateur. Maybe you're you're as your own CMO. You're kind of deciding, yeah, we need to. That's important. We need to do that. So that's a CMO decision. And then you're finding a vendor finding a contractor finding someone to build it for you but other than that you're doing everything in-house and honestly it should be so we've got way too many micro businesses asking people to run their social media for them asking to set up elaborate campaigns like just trying to do too much and at that level it's gonna be really hard to get a positive ROI because for that work to be done well it's got it's going to cost money. But your business just isn't at a scale where you're going to get a big enough return on it. Like, it doesn't matter if it's the best marketing campaign in the world. If your business isn't big enough, you can't get a good ROI. Like, I could make the best ad, put it on during the Super Bowl, but if your business is a lemonade stand, you're not going to get an ROI. Like, it has to be big enough that it supports what good marketing costs. So, that's where, um, I mean, you know that we run our social media sessions, like the social sessions, and we try and help people to do their own social media better. Um, and we're doing more and more of that, just like setting people up, giving them a two hour, here's some tips, here's how, to, here's best practices. And some of the best accounts of our clients are some of those small businesses that are running it themselves. Um, they do a fantastic job. It should be, you're authentic, you're behind the scenes. You know, we can't run over town and take this quick photo because something happens that should go on social. Like this is very authentic, raw, awesome social. So things like that do it in-house so I'm a big advocate of you are still your own CMO um, and you need to do as much as you possibly can yourself and you're only hiring out stuff that you just that really does need to be done and that you absolutely can't do other than that you're small you have to wear a lot of hats go learn how to do this stuff (laughs) that's
0: yeah the over delegating on this is a bad bad thing like especially if you haven't even done your own marketing plan and you know like if you don't even yeah Yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah. And I love that about you too. It's so obvious that you're not here to sell things. It's, uh, would you recommend somebody other than your social sessions too, for people like social media examiner? Yeah, mm-hmm. so
1: you already mentioned that one, right? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what their paid thing is to get re- access to the resources, but I mean, there's no lack of resources out there for things like that. The Social Media Examiner knows what's up; they're a good one to follow. Yeah. Um, if you're really into the digital marketing type stuff, there's a company just called Digital Marketer. They have tons of training, you know, checklists of best practices for your landing page, or how to how to write better emails, or sales copy, or mm-hmm. um, and, and they're very conversion oriented, like more social media examiners, kind of like how to run a good social account. Digital mm-hmm. marker definitely more conversion oriented. If you're going to send your Black Friday email campaign, stuff like that, like they'll help you write one that's actually going to get the click and land on a landing page and, and get a sale. Um, but that digital marker is another one. That's that's definitely worth paying attention to if that's uh, if so it's we're
0: talking good. training for in-house marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah.
0: But digital okay, got it.
1: Okay, so that's that's the micro business. Um, okay, SMB, so small to medium business, this is a huge range. You know, someone doing 100 million to let's say 40 million a year is, a, I'd say, top end to medium business. Is, is that where I don't know what. You went to a school for this stuff. I don't have a formal education. In business. It's
0: a, <laughs> I hate the terms because there are a couple different definitions, like employee wise, revenue wise, but, uh, yeah. I've found that people do not like being called like a small business or a micro business. So I just say mm-hmm. business owner and I sure. differentiate business owner from publicly traded business. So that's my, yeah, small, medium business.
1: If, if you and identify as a business owner, you are probably, micro small medium. SMB because yeah. no one yeah. Jeff Bezos doesn't call himself a business owner. <laughs> no,
0: exactly. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I um,
0: offended anyone who's watching. We're so sorry.
1: No, I, I think that no, I think, I think actually this helps is that people are like, oh, under a million is a micro business. So when you call them a small business, you're like, no, small is like up to 40 oh, million. Small. Yeah. For it's, or, well, medium is up to 40 million a year. Like we're not saying you're I don't know, a tiny little corner shop at the SMB level. I would strongly advise that you need a CMO that kind of knows what you're doing. So if you are someone who is marketing oriented, then you can continue to be your own CMO as a business owner. If you get that stuff like there's lots of businesses run by people who have a strong marketing background, have a good marketing mind, so they can continue to be their own CMO. Um, but you you do. If, you, if it's not you, you do need someone there who's kind of like your head of marketing. I really believe that needs to come in early. There's kind of like that magic suite of people um, that you need at the top of a business like your CEO, your COO, your CFO and your CMO. Like to me, those four roles need to be there once you start hitting some amount of scale. And just to be clear, like those can be part time roles like I am CEO but probably only with like 60% of my time. I'm still also the marketing doer with the other 40% of my time. My COO, you know, she's still doing the marketing and being a client advisor and a project manager with, you know, 40% of her time. So um, those are, we all wear multiple hats, so.
0: Yes, thank you for clarifying that. Um, People need to get that over and over again, because sometimes I think people tune out when they hear all the different roles. And it's like, no, when you draw an org chart, sometimes your name is in seven of the holes until we grow, but. What about getting from a micro business to a small medium business so two questions what about getting from there to the next level and then second what did you mean or how do you define like if you're a good marketer if you've got good marketing skill like how do they know that they're hitting their goals they're growing
1: i'd say if the thing that people i think are pretty Um, familiar with where their talents are. So if when you look at your business, the thing that you get excited about or that you're thinking about at night is how do we market to more people or how do we reach new people? Hey, here would be an interesting campaign like you're a marketing person. If you're spending your time looking over your books and doing cash flow analysis, you are you can continue to probably be your own CFO for quite a while. If you're the person creating processes and um, you know, employee manuals, then you can be your own COO for quite a while. So, I mean, I was all of those roles the first couple of years of mine. Now I I have myself as a CEO, I have a COO, and then we kind of have through our ownership group, we have like a fractional CFO. So we have those roles and I'm very grateful for them because I know that those are roles that I should have. (laughs) They got me to a certain stage, um, but to go beyond there, I should be the one doing those things.
0: Okay, now getting from micro to small, how do they do that if they can only use their own resources?
1: I don't think that's a challenge. I mean. Um, if you have a good product market fit and you're, you're spending that time learning how to do this stuff yourself a bit, because you need to, I mean, even if you own, even if you own and you hire a CMO, how do you know how to hire a CMO? If you don't know anything about marketing, like you need to know this stuff. If you own a business, you need like to my reluctance, I've gone through all sorts of financial training so that I can talk at a high level with my CFO about all the different types of financial statements. Like you can't just oh, well, I've got my person for that. If you own it or you're running it, you need to know this stuff. Absolutely.
0: So that's Before how you're doing
1: it. a small to medium is that you're going to learn it well enough to get you there. And you will soon realize, yeah, I've about hit my max of of where I can take this and I'm going to need someone else. And it happens about that.
0: And I just want people to know too, like, don't sign off if you're like, oh, I'm not big enough or I'm self-employed or I've only got two employees. Like there is so much free information just between like our websites, social media examiner, and I don't know about digital Marker, marketer being free stuff, but there is so much free stuff on the internet that you can teach yourself with, and just so many great books. Maybe we can get you to recommend your favorite book to teach yourself about marketing at the end of this.
1: Okay, we'll do that again. the end.
0: Spot. Yeah, so please stay I- with us. This does pertain to you, I promise. <laughs>
1: Okay, so micro you're still doing everything in house only outsourcing what you absolutely can't do to an agency contractor, vendor, whatever. So SMB is you need a CMO. So that can be in house as a part time role at more of the small level if you have it. Um, But you just you're at that level where you need more specialized people with a higher skill level Like you can't just have one person cobbling together your website, also trying to figure out um, how to track things properly in analytics, also running your social media and making videos for you, also running your email campaigns, also being strategic and coming up with your annual strategies like it's just too much. Um, You start needing people who have specializations within marketing. Like I definitely count myself as a generalist in marketing, like I know. I can do a pretty good job at a lot of things and I'm not a specialist in very many of them at all. And that was what got us started was that I could do a lot of things pretty well. But at this point, now that I have this team under me, I am not the best at anything we do anymore. Like if we need video photo work, Zach can do it way better than I ever could. If we need websites built, Lindsay can do it way better than I ever could. Like we have people who are specialists in each thing because when you're a generalist it'll only take you so far and even me who I I pride myself on being like a pretty broad generalist I literally don't know how to use photoshop like there's still limits of what I can do I'd still be in canva doing stuff if it was on me so you need these specialists because wait canva's not good (laughs) it is good just not at a like high high professional level you're gonna have limits.
0: yeah no we
1: we sign we're uh enterprise partners with canva and we sign Lots of our clients up with it. If they need to do their own stuff, we'll give you the tools and show you how to do it yourself.
0: Did that trend change back then? Because I thought for a while it was like, the more homemade it looked, the more engaging it was.
1: Social, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But, Canada, but mean- I mean, it could be banners for your website, could be the email newsletter, could be a poster you got to put outside your store. I mean, it, it designs everything, so.
0: Yeah, I'd be terrible at that, okay.
1: No, social, I agree, like authentic and just, using the tools on your phone is a great way to do things as a, as a small business because that yeah. authenticity is, is worth a lot. So um, you start needing those specialized people. So the problem is, let's say if you so you're like, yeah, we need a, a team of specialists. Um, most businesses you're going to need, you probably need that. See, C- well, you definitely need that CMO person or a marketing director person. You need that person at the top that drives the strategy or manages the team. You're going to need a web developer type person to build a website. Possibly you're going to need a graphic designer. Almost definitely you're going to need a copywriter. You need an ad buyer, which means running Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn, even buying radio ads, maybe doing everything else that is ad related. You are going to need probably a community manager, a content manager if you're doing social or doing blogs like there's just all of these roles. So if we take those, what's that six different roles and you're like, yeah, I'm going to make my department. I mean, we're talking about like a two or $300,000 a year investment to build out your marketing team. So that's where it's just, it's so prohibitive. And so people start thinking, well, maybe let's just get one generalist, but then you're just going to get kind of like mediocre quality of all of those things. Um, So that's what I would suggest is that's where you use a true all in one agency because you can get a fraction of each of those people. So instead of getting six full time people, get one eighth of six specialists for the same price of one generalist.
0: Yeah. And I I just wanted to make one note because somebody just popped into my mind who's an in-house, well-trained marketer who's constantly reading, constantly training online. And I think they're doing probably the best job that I've ever seen as an in-house marketer at doing almost all six of those things but what we're speaking about is like the average you know what i mean like we're not saying that nobody can pull it off because some people are crazy and they study every hour that they're not working and they do an amazing job but yeah mostly it's impossible
1: yeah it's not that it's not possible at all but it's like say like whatever your annual budget is so saying you have Um, If you have $60,000 a year you can put into marketing and you can hire one person in house and have them do all your marketing or what if they
0: suck, you know, (laughs) like, and hiring is so hard. And I was also going to ask you about like, the talent pool, like, as far as I know, I I don't think I've read anything since COVID started about um, like, the lack of tech and, and online marketing talent. Cause I used to read about it all the time. It's like, how on earth are you supposed to find that amazing it person for your company? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like the least, like we need those people so bad, but also online marketers. I felt that way about like how, how in, how was the supply like of those people? Do you think to hire in-house?
1: Yeah. Not, not the high level specialists because it's hard for them to stay busy doing that one high level thing. Yeah. In a small to medium business, like they're probably also stocking the shelf for you. And that's not a good use of someone's marketing degree.
0: Yeah. So <laughs>
1: it's yeah. that's where I would really advise using an agency and kind of having a fractional or like an out of house marketing team. And that's that's what we have really built our business around is trying to be to feel as much like an in-house team as possible. So having that commitment to like, we are gonna learn your business, your product, your audience, everything as well as you do so that we can do this work. And you're not like, man, that does not sound like us. No, you do not know how to talk about heavy equipment engines. Like you need to know this stuff in and out so that you can actually competently do the job. So be careful in finding that. Um, But if you could compare, Fifty thousand dollar budget of having a one person in house who's a generalist versus using that and as an agency and getting a fraction of a bunch of specialists um, you're probably going to get better results from that fractional model and then same with that cmo so if you've got someone who's um, if you're not the marketing oriented person and you do need to get a higher level Cmo um, getting a fractional Cmo because you don't want to have to pay the whatever seventy eighty hundred and twenty thousand dollar salary of a Cmo. Or your company when you're making two million a year. Um, but if you can get a fraction of a CMO, same quality, they don't need to be set, spending 40 hours a week, strategizing marketing for your business. Anyways, hire someone who can give you six hours a week of their time um, and getting a fractional CMO.
0: And how That's, do you, how do you make sure that you guys are on brand? Cause that was always the thing for me that I worried about. And I think, I mean, to some extent I created it cause you get what you expect, but like, how do you hire out someone like your company and they actually be able to begin to speak like you they they embody your brand they achieve your strategic objectives like they you you must have some process for really getting to know that
1: Yeah so it is our it's our promise first off uh, like even before we become, Um, before they become a client, that's our promise in the proposal process is we promise to get to know your business, you know, as well as you, as you do as close as we possibly can so that we can talk just like you early stages, early days when there's actually things going out into the public, happy to have an approval process to make sure that, Hey, like put your eyes across this before that goes public. Um, But hopefully that doesn't last more than a couple of weeks and at most a month. And by the end of that, we should be sounding like you yeah all that should be in place um but anyway as far as the process of that um we're we've just continually put a lot and more and more and more work into this to make sure that we can deliver that and and so we would spend a half day at the beginning of that relationship in that person's business so there's no like zoom call type stuff but i mean COVID changes things but as far as um as when it's possible we want to spend half a day in your business. I want to experience it as a customer, as if I'm a team member, um, you know, onboard me as if I'm a new employee. I want to be in the business, get to know it. I want freedom to be able to ask every question that pops in my mind even to you, to other employees that you have just completely saturate myself in that business. Um, for the last about hour of that, I want to bring in my team, like everyone, that whole out of house department, I want them, in there too, for an hour, get to know your business. So the graphic designer, the copywriter, the ad buyer, the videographer, everyone's there also getting to know that so that it comes out when they're doing their work. So we have that commitment. And then just the way that we even just set up um, our shared drives, we'd give you access. It feels like a folder in your system. We have access to all the same files. There's no, hey, can I get this from you? It's like, it's just like we're an in-house team. It's there, it's there for whatever you want. We set up a, uh, team chart. So it's like, hey, here's me. I'm your fractional CMO. Here's this person. They're your graphic designer. Here's this person. That's your videographer. Like you get to know them as your team, not just it comes through me and then magically out of the black box. Here's your video. Like we want you to feel like we're your team. So there's lots of, there is a lot of process around how do we achieve that where that, um, people I'm feel sorry. like they actually have hired, you know, seven new employees for the price of one Um, and they really do feel like we are their team but that's yeah there's been a lot of intentional design around making sure it feels that way
0: that reminds me of my business assessment like i think so many people when they actually have to go through that they actually have to create some of that like they're like oh well we don't have that or we don't know that you know so even going through that process is going to make them better marketers more clear on their brand yeah and like some people don't have marketing goals
1: yeah and that's when you get a proper you know a cmo or a fractional cmo that's part of it is annually you know whenever your fiscal year is you should be setting what's your budget what's your line uh, budget line for marketing mm-hmm. and that's what your cmo is going to use to say okay this is what we're going to do over the course of this year uh we need to rebuild your website we maybe want to do a big push um on like a multimedia across every type of media we can buy in March because seasonally that's what makes sense or just like thinking of an entire year at once and planning it out Um, here's the things that'll happen week by week month by month here's the things that's once a year Um, here's how we would use your whatever $40,000 a year um, $100,000 a year whatever it is here's how we recommend using it and that's what a CMO needs they need to see inside your business what's the budget line for marketing what's coming up what's your challenges what's your goals and we can help lay that out
0: what about expected ROI? Cause that's always something that I like for me as a coach or consultant, a lot of times people will be like, well, what, what if we don't make more money? I'm like, Oh, you're, you're going to make way more money than you pay me. Cause I'm picky about who I take on. And I know that for sure. But yeah. for you guys, like, do you, are you able to, to promise that to people? Like if you let us do our job, we can provide whatever, like, are you, do you find that you can, pick actual numbers like revenue numbers or return on investment or number of leads. I guess you can't control the sales conversion process. So there's a
1: lot of things outside of that, a lot of things that are outside of our control. Um, So often not. I mean, we'll definitely set targets based on your business. So we're going to say, yeah, we're going to increase your website visitors by this. Uh, I want to get you this many leads. I want to. Yeah, we can set targets around whatever your business is, whatever is most relevant to you. There's lots of businesses where actually the most important activity are things that aren't really going to have a measurable uh, result from it. Like if we are just going to I don't know if you're gonna make a new logo because it feels dated and it came out of the 70s and you just don't feel like a modern company anymore so we need to do a whole rebranding i can't attribute an roi to that but you know it's important <laughs> you know yeah. that looking modern giving the right kind of feel so that's where we could do um uh, we could do net promoter score like an nps thing based on well let's increase that like how, how yeah. likely are people to recommend us we can do increasing your average um review We get Yeah, there's I mean, there's so many things based on what's important. What what do we want to set the targets for for the year. So in the in that annual plan, definitely there's targets, here's the main, you know, couple things that we're shooting for. Here's some other secondary like dashboard things we kind of will we'll also keep our eye on but it would, it would be tailored to whatever the business is because people have different targets and different things that are important for their success.
0: Okay, next level.
1: Okay, so that's that's the world we live in. Is SMBs, um, which are either usually either usually overlooked by the great marketing companies because great marketing companies want the whales, they want the enterprise clients who have enormous budgets, and that's they want to do campaigns for Toyota and Coca Cola and IBM. So, great marketing is often out of reach for SMBs. So that's where we've come to live is offering that, that. world class marketing for SMBs at an affordable rate, doing the performance stuff like what's what's most important for your business all killer no filler um, and that's the world we live in so our job is to um, work ourselves out of a job and make you too big we need to make you enterprise level where you're doing 50 billion a year and at that point you need a full-time cmo a talented person that's going to cost money but someone who can actually head the marketing and has all of their time to give you Um, And you need a full time team that six person, five person team minimum, because you need all of those various talents. Now you have the 300, 400 half a million dollars that you can spend on building out that team. And at that point, you know, if you're getting 40 hours a week of six of my people, it's going to cost a hell of a lot more than 40 hours a week of your own in-house people. They've
0: graduated.
1: Fill your team in-house, 100%.
0: Yes, I agree. The number I found, which looks like a legit source, actually says as of December 2017 uh, in Canada, 97.9% were small businesses.
1: Yeah, no, it's an enormous, enormous amount. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're right. It's so funny. All the all the bigger firms, or I, I don't know that I'd call them bigger, but
1: the high class ones. That's what they're going for. They're going for the whales. Yeah. Um, and then the smaller firms who who aren't are usually because they don't have the talent to go after that kind of a client. Yeah. So so we've worked in the full spectrum. We've had the enterprise clients, and we recently fired our last one because I don't want to do that kind of work anymore. <laughs> um, So you need the full-time CMO. You would need a full-time team. In-house is more affordable than getting an agency to be that full-time team just hire in-house. But then there is still a role for, um, for vendors, contractors, or like kind of the specialist boutique agencies, because, you know, Toyota doesn't make their own TV ads with their own in-house team necessarily, or, you know, any of these brands, they're still specialist agencies. So that's where, I mean, that was, so that was our contract that we recently uh, got out of our contract with poker stars. We were that specialist agency where we know the poker industry and we are great at social media. So we kind of played that specialist role of, hey, we need an agency who just does poker social media for us. And so, yeah, you go to those specialist agencies when you're the enterprise level. No enterprise business is looking for an all-in-one, all-purpose agency because you can hire that in-house. At that stage, you're going for who knows how to work with athlete influencers. Let's find the agency who just does athlete influencers. Okay, let's give them some money and do something huge. Like that's where you go to the really, really specialist um and that was the world where we had a choice are we going to be the all-in-one work with smbs or are we going to specialize in corporate enterprise so i identify with those smbs i want to help the 97 percent, the backbone of our
0: well seriously yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and you only work locally or with close leverage are you doing virtual
1: we do some virtual i very much value and our clients very much value being able to sit across table from each other them being able to walk through our door and meet our team that is very valuable, um, but there's some people who like virtual. And so we, I just signed a new client yesterday from Saskatoon. So I probably won't meet them in person anytime you soon. I guess, won't meet anyone
0: in person next three well, weeks, right?
1: That's true. But yeah, maybe like over the course of an entire year working together, maybe I'll make my way out to Saskatoon and say hi and see their business in real life. But yeah, we will do stuff from out of town. Um, and yeah, there's lots of growth goals for that expanding well beyond lethbridge so
0: cool very cool
1: so that's the three levels micro yeah. smb enterprise so th- to recap the diy versus in-house versus out of house i think micro diy it, go out of house for just the things you really really can't but you need to actually like really try to do this stuff yourself and, and do
0: train the- like train. Uh, don't train don't just wing it learn yeah And then
1: SMB, if you have a great marketing person, then maybe they can kind of have the part-time CMO role. If not, get a fractional CMO, maybe go for the one generalist. If you don't need to do high, high level marketing, it's not that competitive. Maybe you can have one generalist who can do most of the things. Um, But if you're really, really trying to go somewhere and you're trying to, to explode, you need some specialist talent. So go to an agency where they can be your out of house department and they can do everything that you need. And also maybe provide that CMO. So you're not just going to them saying, Hey, do this thing for me. You go to them and they are the one who talk to you and decide what, what they should be doing for you. So, um, enterprise, do it, everything in house, um, other than like special campaigns or special, special little activities that generalists can't do. Like, I don't know, like we said, the athlete influencer agency or something like that. So there's gonna be some specialist things for projects and campaigns that you might go out of house for, but other than that, it's all in house. So that's, you know, at our level, like our size of agency, cause we're like seven people right now. Um, a lot of what looks like our competitors are are mostly just like service providers, like you go to them and say, I need a video, I need a website built, I need whatever, and they just do the thing you've gone there to buy. And so that's why you'll see on websites, there's price lists or lists of services or whatever, because you just say, this is what I need. And then they do that for you. Um, And so I would look for someone who doesn't just take orders from you if you're not a CMO, but is saying, let me be the advisor that helps you decide what to do so if you come to us and say we need a video built uh we'll say but why <laughs> what are you trying to achieve yeah. what's the point point?" and then we come around to a different solution and say you know what the most effective thing is actually this instead and so you need that advisor because whether you like it or not the owner is usually your own cmo and you might not be um, equipped for the job let someone else do it
0: yeah or have time i think that for a lot of people they're just so overwhelmed or they're like kind of head in the sand about well financials i'd say is the number one thing people head in the sand about in business but marketing too i think a lot of people are just so overwhelmed by it and it's just so much they just don't they don't really get into it so is there like a do you have any sort of template or free resource or anything that kind of gives people an idea of even like a, a marketing plan template or like a questionnaire so that they can like become aware of, whoa, I need all these things in order to hit these goals or like even come up with goals. Like where can people start if this sounds like, whoa, too much for me.
1: Give me a second. We made, I, I did make one once. Yeah. Bitly slash marketing outline. I did this a while ago. It's just a, a very quick and it's basically just a table of contents of what would go into a strategic marketing plan. And I think ours we've even you know tweaked a little bit here and there, but basically the bones of it are there. Um, and those are all the things that I would expect to see in a strategic marketing plan. So that's just a word awesome. doc. There's not much there. It's one page, but at least that's like, Hey, we should probably have something detailed laid out for all of those different things.
0: I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And actually I'm just going to tag you in this video and you can go post it cause I don't want to screw it up. Um, so unfortunately I realized right when you started talking about micro businesses that I wasn't recording. So I hit record then um so if there's anything from the beginning that you uh we missed on the podcast that you want to add now
1: that i missed
0: yeah well i remember you said you were your background was uh that you were once the youngest person in the world for a quarter of a second so people missed oh, out see. on that stuff. uh right. i also heard you crack a beer earlier so that was fun and i, I just wanted to make today fun because you know the the update you know what not as bad as people were thinking i think so let's just follow the rules and hopefully this will help us enough. And uh, if you are a Happy business Christmas. perspective by it, reach out guys. Lane's developed a great community there. And uh, and we've got one too. If you if you want to brainstorm or anything, you know, like let's get creative. We can handle this. We can do this.
1: Yeah. Do we do the quick tips thing still? Is that what happens? Yeah, we do.
0: We do. Okay. You have this one, year. right?
1: Oh, do I start? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, first you asked, well, you asked through this, in the middle of this about book recommendations. Yeah. I would read, so I would imagine just about anything by Seth Godin is probably pretty good. But if you read Purple Cow, I think like it's such a short, easy, it's a small book, it's so easy to read. But just as like an overall just a philosophy to have in marketing, I think it makes so much sense. It's like you're not going to get anywhere by doing what everyone else does. Like, I mean, yeah. that's just should be obvious, but I can see from how people are doing marketing that it's not. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, they look around and they do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So or like blue. AI, yeah. I will also subscribe to this tool that just spams my Facebook page. But it's like if yeah. that's what everyone's doing, like how is that anyways, do something different is basically yeah. the clip yeah. notes of that. The other one I like is talk triggers. I, I don't know. I just like again, it's it's not about like run Google Ads, do Facebook, like it's not about the technical like science of marketing is just about what can you do that makes people talk about your business because nothing ever beats word of mouth if you can do something that sends people talking to their friends and family and colleagues uh, as they go about their days that is an incredibly powerful thing you can do for your business so if you read talk triggers it tells you all about how to design something for your business um, that will make people talk about
0: you and is that the one where the um mechanic repair shop picked up vehicles cleaned them while they had them and then left like that particular brand of root beer on the front seat when they dropped it back off was that in talk triggers
1: i don't think that sounds i feel familiar. like it was
0: it was because i remember i sent that book to like an auto repair shop that i was working
1: with yeah it's, it's by jay bear like um who's a very talented person so you could like, look at it your
0: haters jay bear
1: is that who wrote that, Did I write read that,
0: that. One? okay let's um, stop Let's as an example my of a, on knowing authors on things okay. as an
1: example of a talk trigger i bought um some beanbag chairs for my office because that's what you are obligated to do when you're in marketing and, uh, they can, and an enormous cardboard box because they're big and on the outside of the cardboard box was all these just like random cut lines that you're like what are these Just like perforated like dot lines or whatever and then on the bottom of the box it's like here's instructions for how to turn your box into a cardboard castle and like they took their packaging and turned it into a fairly large cardboard castle that you could cut out and play with with a door and a shield and windows and like all this stuff and we I mean, all it t- like it took no more effort than a graphic designer's time they had to print stuff on the outside <laughs> of the box anyway. um that was when you were an their- owner
0: right <laughs> and they turned
1: their packaging into into something that was worthy. Remember that. when it came up. I yeah, I cut it. I put it all over social media. I've posted it everywhere. I posted it in there's a talk triggers Facebook group. And I posted it in there and everyone was like, yeah, that's genius. That's like a great talk trigger. It's um, awesome. like that. That's like, how would you get people talking about what you do without it being about spending a whole bunch of money? That was the one. So that's the book recommendations of those two. The one I prepared was to say, write down like just one objective, like you said, people only have a plan of what they're trying to achieve. So what is the objective? And I mean, just in plain English, what are you trying to achieve? Like, I oh, want really. more people to know about my business. That's yeah. your objective. I don't mean like a specific number. I'm just talking about what's your objective. I want more people to know about my business. And then set your key priority this quarter, for the quarter. What's your key priority um, to make that happen? Okay, I am going to... Um, I'm going to start blogging once a month on my website and sharing those blogs to my social media. That's a priority I will do over this quarter. Um, I am going to SEO one page of my website once a month. I'm going to learn how to run Google search ads, like whatever it just set a marketing priority for the quarter. It has to be written down. You need to put it on paper. It needs to be visible because you're going to get stuck in the day-to-day hamster wheel of running your business. So put it, Down somewhere and then you have to pick one way to measure whether you've accomplished anything. So what's the thing at the end that I'm hoping to achieve. I want 600 unique people a month to land on my website by the end of that quarter or on a monthly basis by the end of that quarter or whatever. Um, And then I recommend setting like four targets so that that 600 could be like yep that's my green like good job yellow is like oh we only got 400 that's not so great and red's like we got 200 that's awful because we started the quarter with 300 what happened Um, and then have your like stretch target of like what if we got a thousand like wouldn't that be cool um and so set the stretch stretch target and set it ambitious enough that you're probably going to miss it a lot of quarters because if you hit it every time you're not setting good enough stretch goals so like you say we live scaling up this comes out of like okr tech um speak like objectives and key results um yeah so write down an objective set some priorities for the quarter find a way to measure it and set yourself like four different scores for like horrible yeah that was okay did a good job and like wow that was amazing that's it
0: awesome i should have read yours before i put mine but i was like just create strategic objectives like if that's Mm -hmm. all you do for marketing plan just pick like what one, two or three things do you want to achieve through your marketing? Because once you have those written down and you know, like, well, we need to sell more, like we need to hit the sales target. Well, we need to convert more. Like we have a hundred people a day in here and 20 of them buy. that's horrible. We need to increase our conversion. And we want to increase online sales to 50,000 a month. Once you know that, then you can make the plan. Right. But I find so many people are just marketing to market or like mm-hmm. posting on social the posts. And it's like, especially with Facebook and Instagram. And I've found like Google business, posting on Google business has been like so much more effective for us than the other um, social media. So I just, it's like, why are you doing that? You know, and, and have a monthly marketing report. So you actually measure against the objectives. Like, is it happening? Are you moving towards it? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think just too many people, especially people with unclear roles are just doing what they can when they can. And it's, it's like playing hockey without a net.
1: Yeah, because they heard from a best practice blog or someone was like, this is what you should do in marketing or just through the or great my
0: buddy app. does this. My buddy but does Facebook ads.
1: Yeah. So I and throw a thousand
0: bucks at it. It's, it's like, not what's a what's goal tailored
1: to your business. It's just yeah. general. So that's how you end up with like property maintenance companies spending their entire marketing budget on Facebook and Instagram organic content or like. I have a building that needs property maintenance. Why would I follow a property maintenance company on Facebook? Like spend your money somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And when you were talking about growing brand earlier, I was like thinking, I hope it's personal brand because I'm pretty sure the last statistic I read was like 85% of people express zero interest in following a brand or a company on social media. They want to follow Mm -hmm. a person. I think I got to take the word brand out of that. I I believe it was 85% of people said they they have no interest in following a company. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways... Uh as always we learned a lot thank you so much for coming back once in a while um -hmm. creepy dark background there
1: i know it's very (laughs) dramatic lighting i feel like i'm being interrogated by the cia
0: perfect thank you so much for being here do you want to tell people where they can find you obviously Uh,
1: i'm a big fan of linkedin so follow me on linkedin lane anderson um twitter's lane and instagram is the real anderson and i just got a new phone this week so i'm trying to be more social i'm trying to like use it i'm like this got an even better camera so i'm like trying to put more stories up and do stuff so people know what we're up to we'll be watching doing my own social i post instagram like once every two weeks
0: you know what your stuff is actually interesting i always i always wonder when you're like you have to post about your business like you can't just post about your dogs which sorry i can't help it (laughs) but it's like but like i'm like sometimes Posting about my business doesn't seem like interesting to people, but you're you're good at that. So thanks for I'd always being here.
1: LinkedIn's used. like almost every day and sometimes twice a day. So if you're- LinkedIn's interested. great,
0: I love LinkedIn. Yeah. Except LinkedIn's for like the all the, the sales messages that you're just like archive, archive, archive.
1: Yeah, delete, delete. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, have a great night. Say hi to your family.